Before we start the show, we'd like to bring your attention to our Christmas appeal. It's a cold winter, and while most of us will be well-fed this Christmas, for countless families across Stoke-on-Trent, that is not the case. There are now more food banks in the UK than branches of McDonald's. Between April 2018 and March of this year, 12,773 three-day emergency food supplies were given to people in crisis. 4,646 of those were for children. That's why we're trying to raise money for the Stoke-on-Trent Food Bank, for the people who unfortunately rely on food banks to prevent hunger. Let's see if Stokies around the world can help them out. So far, your incredible generosity has raised over £1,000 before we even had a chance to mention it on the podcast. Let's see how much more we can add to that total before Christmas. Every little does help, so if you go to justgiving.com and search Wizards of Drivel, you can add to the pot there. There are also links on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages, as well as in the description of this podcast. This unit at 40 or. Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Well, that happened. In a game soon to be heavily rerun on the Insomnia channel, we sat freezing as our fingers and toes went bluer than an electoral map of Stoke-on-Trent. <laughs> Two clean sheets in a row may have won the argument for Mike O'Neill, but just like other leaders, he could do with a few more crosses in boxes if he wants to fill seats at the Bet365 Stadium. Yet Stoke still lurch in the relegation zone, amid fears our exit could be oven ready. The absence of our influential foreign imports and Lee Gregory is hard to ignore. So can Michael be the one nation Stokey we need him to be? Well, not just now because he's still managing another nation. A Merry Christmas to you all. Things can only get worse. Uh, Tony. Um, Hello. It was cold, wasn't it? It was Baltic. Very yeah, it, cold. All of the limbs were... Very much, you know, they had to struggle on on their own. Really, I wasn't going to help them out. <laughs> Feet gone, toes gone, fingers gone. But you know, Charlie Adam came back, which I'm sure you were delighted with. <laughs> uh, it's it's bad that a a very average Charlie Adam was still probably their best player for the first half, and even me as the world's foremost Charlie Adam apologist had a little bit of sick in my mouth when he went over to take that corner hmm. and everybody stood up and gave even oh yeah no. uh like a lot of Scots uh this past week he saw yellow um <laughs> not red as he might have deserved but uh no a pound uh, lost by everybody doing betting this week I'm sure yes um a mm. I- Bloody awful, awful football match. Um, <laughs> there's really very little to say in either team's favour. Uh, no shots on target Le- for either side. 
we had a few sort of shots from the edge of the area. Uh, Tommy Smith would have mm. scored a lovely one if, if it had been on target, as would Tom Ince as well. Um, yeah. But a pretty dire performance. Uh, no ear cupping. Uh, <laughs> no ear cupping from any player yesterday. Uh, it was, yeah, it was incredibly boring, incredibly flat. Uh, my main issue with it was we didn't really look like going all out trying to win. I know we made subs, but we still spent the vast portion of the game with Sam Vokes on his own up front. And Sam Vokes must be um, reincarnated from a tortoise or something because like, whenever he jumps, his head goes into his body <laughs> like a tortoise. And it's just... It's like, is he the target is he the target man now because he doesn't really look like one he's uh, not suited to it no the, the only player i can think of that we've got that's less suited to it in a forward role is probably hogan yeah <laughs> uh, yeah and the sub we make is to isolate a smaller player on the hope that passing it along the defense and then hoofing it will somehow work um yeah that was it really was, poor. Uh, um it was Two two bad teams playing bad football, badly. It was, and the only highlight was when I thought when the Reading physio went on to tend to suit Sam Clucas because our physio team were already treating somebody else, which is yeah. not that's not a good thing to have as the best bit of a, a sporting occasion is watching a physio sort of go, oh, are you sure? Uh, okay, yes, I'll go and help him. Thanks, ref, and then. Possibly the re- real best bit was when our our club doctor then ran from behind the goal to then see what the other physio was doing. Mm. I, I enjoyed the indignation of our fans uh, like, just screaming at the ref. Our physio's on the other bloody side of the pitch, you moron! Um, <laughs> as he you know kept furiously beckoning to the physios that weren't there mm-hmm. uh, in the dugouts. But yes, um, yeah, when we're talking about physio antics then it's an indication on the quality of the game um mm. we did put the ball in the net a well offside goal but that was the best bit of the match in so far as that was the most threatening we looked that was a quite a nice move that we put together there um that obviously... sort of ended a 10 minute spell where we we did look like we were trying to score mm. but it seemed to put us off yes we were just so just pedestrian and uh, maybe we were just both both sides were just cold and just didn't really I don't know you'd have thought you'd want to warm up by like running around and kicking balls into goals and stuff but (sighs) apparently not maybe Um, one day yeah so the team selection I mean right we've got two clean sheets in two games and we won 3-0 in midweek, which we didn't really do a podcast about. So maybe mm. it's churlish to criticise Michael O'Neill at this stage when he's still yet to uh, you know, have his team. But this last couple of games does sort of indicate that he has started to settle on a starting level or, or close to one anyway. And, like... <laughs> Just, it's not massively encouraging, is it? No. Um, you've got Vokes isolated with McLean and Ince. Um, 
And mm. when Tom Ince, people were praising Tom Ince for having shots yesterday, and it's like, mm. yeah, but he's bloody shit for every, He's just shit. He's he, oh, he's really, mm. really, really poor in terms of positioning, in terms of awareness, uh, in terms of uh, kind of creativity. And then, as I think was the case against Luton, we, we rely on James McLean. Well, I think Reading actually had like a good right back. So that kind of negated the threat McLean could pose. Um, yeah. The full back, fullbacks don't help either. Um, in fairness, I thought Tom Edwards was poor first half. Uh, and I don't know why he was subbed, if it was injury or tactical. But Tommy Smith looked better when he came on. He looked more likely to get up the pitch. And I find that so yeah. frustrating because we know Tom Edwards is like a decent crosser of the ball and can go forwards, but he just didn't seem to want to be able to do it. Maybe that's a symptom of Tom Ince rather than Tom Edwards, but it was yeah. really frustrating watching Edwards not whip a ball in or not try and go down the line. Um, it felt like Tom Ince was always doing neither of the two things he needed to do he wasn't he was always hiding from the ball when Edwards had it but yeah. he also wasn't making any moves that opened a space for Tom, Tom Edwards to run into so Edwards it, it felt to me like Edwards was hamstrung by that and then seemed to be the victim of what Tom Ince was doing whereas Tommy Smith in the second half tried to do the same thing quite early in the second half Tom Ince didn't do any of the things that Smith needed him to, so he just ran past him and cut inside, and mm. which he did the same when he had that shot. So yeah. I, I don't know. It was Thomas was I, I. I mean, you know me. I rarely get angry. I sort of expect our players to do terrible things and take it all with a bit of a smile and ha 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 we shit. But I cannot remember being as angry with one of our players as I was with Thomas bottling out of seventy thirty balls in his favour. I just I couldn't believe what I was seeing. So he was running and he was getting there, so he slowed down so he didn't get there. Or one time he like you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, he chases these lost causes to get a bit of credit in the bank and he was chasing the lost cause and he put the afterburners on and he got there and half a yard from the ball he just stopped and waited for the defender to go and get it. And it's like What? What what are you for? I just oh, it just really, really pissed me off and Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's particularly sad that he was still probably our best outlet a couple of times. But I know. if he'd been if he'd been doing a John Walters role, say, yeah, I'm not. I know we haven't got John Walters, and that was a different league, and we don't deserve players of John Walters's quality, which sounds horrific. Um, but he just if he was just doing that, if if you put Gregory on the right wing, maybe even, and he was just running up and down Juf. the channel, we would yeah, Juve exactly the yeah. Yes. Okay. Do that. Yeah. Or even Smith. Put Smith in front of Edwards. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Why not? Uh, yeah, I I completely agree. I think Tom Mintz has been next to useless for pretty much his entire Stoke career, bar a few like good shots from the edge of the area, which seems mm. to be. I mean, I've tried to defend him not that long ago, and oh, yeah. Ooh. Sorry. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, on the other side, of course, uh, I mentioned Reading had good right back but Stephen Ward was really really poor uh, he looked mm-hmm. he looked like the 45 year old I thought he was um, <laughs> uh, he just yeah. nothing came off his foot correctly and then when you add all that into 
the centre halves. Who actually, in defence, I I thought Liam Lindsay had quite a good game, um, and he looked more kind of yeah. assured than we we've definitely we've seen him so far. And but you know, just there's just some kind of bleakness about when Danny Bart smashes it into the stands under no pressure. Mm. And it's or like, lets uh, it bounce in our area. Yeah. Although it didn't that didn't cause us any problems. And it's sweet. It's it's just yeah, it's just something that kind of sums us up at the moment. There's no there's not even like a a ball playing defender who we can sort of enjoy. Maybe Lindsay could grow mm-hmm. into that. But it just like they just if there's a kind of Defensive action. If there's a, a a move that some stokes up, stum, sums stoke up, it's Danny Bart just like clobbering a ball into you know a small child's face in the John Smith stand, like twenty <laughs> yards from the nearest striker, while we all groan and then just kind of set up to defend a throne. What I'll say in our favour is, um. The midfield was basically fine. I thought um, mm. Cousins was good and Joe mm-hmm. Allen was good. Um, yes. Maybe, possibly due to the introduction of Cousins, Allen has been able to do more of the Joe Allen type stuff. Maybe he feels a bit more freedom to kind of charge around a bit more. He's certainly putting the tackles in. He's certainly mm-hmm. uh, doing the interceptions well. Um, and that's he all was doing good. some... He was doing some full-on captaining at one point, screaming yes. at Tom Ince as well, which I particularly enjoyed. That's good. I don't think I've seen that from him before, but he was clearly pissed off. That's good. Yeah, Sam Klukas uh, didn't really get into the game much, and no. you you wonder if that's part of the reason we looked so limp with Sam Klukas, wasn't really you know, connecting with the forward players in any meaningful way. Uh, so, you know, there's that. Uh, but otherwise, it was just, yeah. I mean, at least we didn't lose. But at this stage of the season, when we're still in the relegation zone, we can't really afford too many draws at home to the likes of Reading, uh, who were a very, very poor side. Very. Um, a question from Rocky. The players and supporters' relationship has seemingly reached a new low. There's a growing bitterness and a growing feeling the team is a lost cause. We're heading that way, so is relegation pal- palatable in the hope that then things would improve? I mean, this <laughs> just kind of smacks of the relegation from the Premier League, doesn't it? We said, oh, well, we'll regroup yeah. in the Championship and get a team we can be proud of, and the kind of opposite has happened. Uh, yeah, we tried so, it already, and it was really shit. Yeah, so I'm I'm not really holding out much hope that League One will be that kind of trampoline for us because you know look at Sunderland they they, mm. they hate it they hate their team at the moment in Sunderland um, uh, Rich says jeering our own team sarcastic cheers at substitutions and several other things supporters do that just aren't helpful yeah certainly the Sam Vokes mm. uh, Sam Vokes caught the flack uh, when he was subbed uh, quite a few cheers there um it did, it, yeah, you can see why their confidence is so fragile when we do that yeah. pretty much every game. Um, but I did like the way he stopped and turned around and clapped all, all four sides of the ground on his way off after that. It was like, yeah, all right, whatever. Clap, yeah. clap, clap, and then lots of people clapped him back. So, 
I'd possibly defend him by saying maybe he's been a little hung out to dry by the system. Uh, he clearly needed another man up front there with him. Mm. Because if you look at our strikers, I would say Sam Vokes is the best finisher of those lot. Uh, whereas Gregory yeah. is the best hold-up man. I, why Gregory mm. isn't involved? Baffling. I think he's he's been one of few Nathan Jones signings you can point to and say, fair play. I can see why he's been bought doing doing the job he's asked. Poor finisher, but a good outlet. And but he, we, I mean, we, he was amazing against Barnsley, wasn't he? Yeah, and, and he, we, didn't he score? He, yeah, he did. Uh, penalty. Yeah. Uh, but he, we were calling out for for two, for two up top though for most of the mm. game, and Definitely. yeah, we just lumbering about. But w- with this point about the whole sarcastic cheers and things. I get the frustration so much. I really, really do. Because, mm. um, you know, I, I've, you know, gone, come back this morning, spent like three and a half hours on trains. And it's, I don't, it's, I don't want to blame the fans for it because we are having to sit through absolute shit and drivel. And it's, it's amazing with, we're getting as many fans as we are, even though, you know, the, the empty seats are increasing week by week. Mm. Um, but there is just kind of this cloud over the stadium now. Uh, like it just started, it's like first game of the season, a phobie was sarcastically like cheered off, and that's happened throughout. Now, of course, that's going to happen when the team isn't performing, and this team hasn't been performing for some time. But uh, it just goes into this cycle, doesn't it? Team doesn't perform, fans boo. Team is less confident, fans boo. Uh, team actually wins game, starts giving it back to the fans. Fans don't like it. Um, yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty. I, mean, I I can understand Joe Allen doing that to some extent because God knows, certainly on this podcast, you know, we, we'll criticise Joe Allen to the cows come home. But mm-hmm. uh, you've got you've got to kind of pick your battles. Um, and I don't think when the team is in the relegation zone, giving it the big licks because you've beaten a really crap Luton side is the time to do that. I think I said something like, cup your ears in May when you've kind of turned <laughs> your form around. Like, cup your ears then. And, you know, people will be more uh, kind of uh, reticent to hold their hands up and say, you know what, fair play. Maybe we were, we were a bit harsh during the season. Hmm. But Depends we... where we are in May, doesn't it? Of course, of course. <laughs> um but yeah, it, it is this kind of vicious cycle now, and it's incredibly hard to break out of. Yeah. Looking kind of with a positive slant on it, you can say, well, Michael O'Neill's record already is quite an improvement on Jones's record this season. He's won uh, three games now, um, and got the yeah. got this draw and started to keep clean sheets. The football has been turgid. But mm-hmm. at least we're slowly starting to accrue points, and maybe we're building on a foundation of a solid defence, which you know we certainly haven't had. Uh, and it, it's almost quite mm. reassuring that we can have Stephen Ward, who you know, bit ropey, Danny Bart, bit ropey, Liam Lindsay, bit ropey, and Edward slash Smith, all kind of individually not that inspiring as defenders, and yet still look comfortable and unthreatened. Of course, the opposition plays a big part in that, but you know what I mean. It's As a unit, mm, yeah. they worked relatively well on the whole. Uh, so 
he's maybe just trying to build gradually with a very very basic uh, you know just kind of wall of players like yeah a red wall if you will a red wall yes we know mm. how easy those are to dismantle okay <laughs> so um other questions uh then uh you can only strengthen one position in january which one do you sort that's from tofer to which stoker replied with ceo <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um on the pitch uh oh god this is left back i'm okay. I, I i i know i've been nice about ward i don't think he was very good well, winger, yesterday winger um absolutely winger yeah maybe there's we need, a, we need there's a young belgian lad at bolton who have heard pretty good <laughs> yeah well, i was, I was going to say for left back there's there's a bloke called Josh Tyman who I seem to remember seeing was apparently back here already but can't play until January mm. but as as left back competition because that game he got pulled off after 40 minutes on I don't think he played any worse than Edwards did yesterday no no uh, not not at all um uh, people asking us to talk about the lack of ability to from Sam Vokes, which I think we've pretty much covered. And Jack yeah. uh, says those shit houses. He thought it'd be a great idea to ear up the fans whilst we're in the relegation zone, then follow it up with that shower of shite yesterday, expressing a lot of the anger, which I certainly understand. Uh, Rich Walton. That's understandable. Also, chief chief shit house on that occasion was Joe Allen, who I think is in the run of his two best games for the club, possibly. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Rich. Rich Walton, why didn't Charlie even try to lob Jack from 70 yards, not even once? Oh. Uh, I don't know, maybe he's tamed his ways. Well, he, he, he did try and shoot from quite a long way out on his right foot that one time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. that was, that's quite funny. What I was yeah. really hoping for yesterday, when he was applauded, uh, when he went to take the corner, I, I, I mean, I didn't applaud, but I didn't boo either. I was, I'm very mm. kind of just... I'm neutral about his old kind of contribution to Stoke. I know, of course, there were times where he'd score great goals and things, and mm-hmm. there were times he had very good games for us. Um, but I'm too tainted by not just like the Brighton missed penalty and the Everton red card. I'm also kind of tainted by his old bloody talk sport, you know, yeah. caterwauling. And, um, <laughs> and so when yeah. so when he eventually went to take the corner, I was just hoping. Oh, please fall over like at Burnley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but of course, that, the referee and refereeing team we had yesterday wouldn't have picked up on it and would have let him take it again, and then he would have shot, and it would have gone in off the post or something. Mm. Uh, Maybe, once he'd had that little that sighter by falling over. Uh, Robin Tunstall wants to talk about the state of Stoke City player entrance songs. Oh yeah. Go on. I mean, uh, well, I like "We'll Be With You" because it's an actual Stoke song. Delilah, I can take or leave. I think it works better when it's the crowd than when it's piped yeah. in. I just, I think we should just get the CD out from the Premier League first few years and just stick with that because we were all right then. And now, it, it, the one thing I will give them credit for is that the last two seasons I think they've done that slightly shortened version of We'll Be With You where it cuts straight from the sort of opening bit to the middle bit and everybody gets it wrong and they've put it the full length one back in now so that's better but also it's just and the 
because we're cheering on the actual song, it does sound like we're just trying to pipe in crowd no- noise as well, which is shit, especially when there's 12,000 people there. It's particularly embarrassing. Yeah. It, just, it, just, it sums us up, to be honest, how it is at the moment. It's just not very well thought out and aimless. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just... Yeah. I, I do know a good Stoke song for Christmas, though. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Tony's Tony's nice song. Um, Ruined again. I, I think our kind of Christmas anthem now is a happy hour again. Um, if people have been following us on Twitter, they'll know uh, last season uh, we mm-hmm. posted a kind of review of the season video set to that song, uh, just kind of cataloging our failures and one of our listeners uh i think it's at o'neill era on uh on twitter uh replied with a kind of updated version of that um yes it was yeah so ha- happy hour part two uh we will uh retweet that on our timelines now but uh oh. yeah go and watch that if you want to kind of feel depressed about how badly this season has gone Oh dear! Oh, I've just seen Jack Butland concede against Preston again. Oh well. Um, <laughs> yes. So, I think that's going to be pretty much it for us. Uh, I mean, do we discuss the Badu and Etebo situation? I just find it annoying and frustrating, and don't think there's any more that needs to be said other than there are two best players. Why can't we play them now? Is it because they're being sold? If so, why not just tell us they're being sold? Yeah, it's it's one of those things that if it was anybody else, you'd say it was baffling. But because it's Stoke, you know, there's some either we, he's been told not to play him because we're going, and to make sure they're going, or there's no good reason for them not to be playing. So it must be something bad. Therefore, probably don't need to discuss it. Yeah, fair enough. I think we'll leave it there then. Uh, yeah, thank there you very much. There is some good news. Go on. There is some good news in the world to do with food banks. Yes, um, raising money I, for food I, banks is a good thing. Yes, uh, I had uh, I have put a little clip at the start of the pod, uh, but of course, mention it again <laughs> now at the end. Um, yes, uh, we are raising money for Stoke on Trent Food Bank. Uh, a kind of it's it's sad that we that this is a thing that we feel like we have to do, uh, in kind of you know the modern world such as it is. Uh, but what has been lovely is just seeing how many people uh, are willing to get involved and, su- and support what is unfortunately now kind of a, an essential service for so many people in Stoke-on-Trent. So, uh, yeah, justgiving.com and search for Wizards of Drivel if you want to uh, support our fundraising efforts uh, for the Stoke-on-Trent Food Bank that that will be running until uh, Christmas time I think so if we can add any amount no matter how small to the incredible amount that has been raised so far we will be very very uh, grateful for that so uh, Mm. yeah thank you so much Um, yeah so I think that's it from us thank you Tony thank you Dave Thank you for listening. Things can only get better? Question mark. 
<sighs> Go on, Stone. Mm. Oh uh-huh.